0: Well, hello everybody. I'm Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and this is the Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk, real gay. Hi, Dell Shores. You got the hands going today. You know, just a little jazz hands, a little excitement. We got a lot of show. Megan and Harry, Raya and the Last Dragon, COVID relief, a cancel culture councilman, ungendering toys, BYU, Sydney Gay Mardi Gras, a gay Russian priest spilling secrets. Dolly Mural, Trans Billboards, and Dale's going to perform a misogynist sermon.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. I've been rehearsing all day. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I
0: knew, I felt like it was a role. You could rise to the occasion. And we hadn't had you a good sermon
1: in a while. I know. And, you know, that this sermon is not Southern, though. He's from Missouri, and he didn't have a Southern accent, but he should when have. Ever stopped you from just making somebody
0: southern? Just making shit up, uh, Missouri. You know, people. There's lots
1: of people in Missouri that think they're they count as the South. Well, you know, I actually go and listen to these assholes, so that I, I try to get he's he's got sort of a high pitch going. Uh, you get right in there. Uh, how's everybody?
0: Is everybody doing all right? How was your weekend? Are you asking me? Yes. Okay. For the big, benefit of everybody else, I mean, oh, I'm not. Massive. I'm going to pretend
1: like it's my first time. Uh, my my weekend was just fine. <laughs> it, was, it was it was nothing. To well, that was crazy. all about.
0: Ooh, glad I asked. Glad I got to that. <laughs> you to again, though. I did. We went up to the Vasquez Rocks. They're up north of Los Angeles. And it's very exciting for me personally because they filmed a bunch of the original Star Trek series there. Uh, So I ran around and pretended like I was Captain Kirk and Spock. I did not do that. But it was nice to know that that's what they did there. They're rocks out of the ground, just climbing
1: rocks. Well, I'm so glad you're just getting out some, Emerson. Uh, You know, I miss that deep, dark Mm -hmm. hand that you used to have.
0: I know. It comes and goes based on the...
1: I got a tiny
0: bit of little color on my forehead. I was like, I have not been outside. I'm missing the vitamin D. I'm a little bitey today. I'll be honest.
1: Oh, are you? Well, let me tell you what I saw on my hike. So you know, do. I, I do hike, uh, you know, at least three, four, five times a week. Oh, for that content, I know. I know. You know what? I saw some deer. I saw some deer up on the mountains, uh, right, o- right, o- right off of Outpost. They just right, gra- Bambi. grazing up there, cars whizzing by, but I got a nice little picture the, uh, of them. And, uh, and then my friend Beverly, who lives uh, right off of Mulholland, she saw five deer and one pregnant one in her yard. She knows way too much about deer. She said it's their time, ty- two, two months, they'll be delivering those babies. I
0: just am enjoying picturing her out there waiting, just waiting on the delivery chamber.
1: (laughs) She's not happy about those deer. They eat her roses.
0: Well, you know, this is what happens when we all stay inside. Nature's taking it back.
1: Yeah, there's a well, and there's a bobcat, not a bobcat, a a mountain lion in my neighborhood. So it's crazy. It's just crazy wildlife going on in the hills. You and those chihuahuas better watch out because they're awfully brave and they'll end up a snack. I know. I got me some pepper spray now just in case. But I don't know if that would work for a mountain lion. That mountain lion's big. I know. And if you could grab them, you'd only be able to pick up two. I I, I throw I, 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 <laughs> I can't say that. That's awful. I'd say, it'd be like that Sophie's Choice moment. <laughs> like, look, you know,
0: you, every parent says they don't have a favorite kid until you can only save one.
1: Well, I will tell you right now, I do have a favorite dog. So. We all know, Bitsy knows that, look, it is her place. The other ladies join. They do, but I do love them. But uh, anyway. Anyway. Well, oh, and the other
0: thing I, wa- I watched this weekend, the new Disney movie, Raya and the Last Dragon. And I'll tell y'all what, we paid that advance notice to watch it like a fancy movie at home. It was just
1: wonderful.
0: Was it? It sure was. I, really, I mean, It's lovely. But what I really loved about this movie, one, Callie Marie Tran, uh, who plays the main character, Jimmy Chan, who I love, plays the other. There is no teenage 20-year-old male protagonist in this movie. It is a story about two women and the world. The conflict is between them. The moral of the story is complicated. You know, Nia, the hero is not perfect. At the end, she doesn't, you know, no spoilers, uh, but it was lovely and smart, and it felt like an evolution of telling stories and representation in a way that's just real. It's not like, look at the woman hero. It's just like, here's a badass woman telling a story. Um, and it was only in discussing afterwards that it was focused on them. The visuals are beautiful. There's dragons. Aquafina is hysterical uh, as the dragon. I just loved it. So if y'all are looking for, Uh, a movie to watch check it out and kelly marie tran did an interview and she talked about um you could definitely read this as a queer story like you could definitely read this as uh, a lesbian conflict um and because she specifically said she thought of the character as gay and she knew queer audiences would pick on it up on it and she said i think it might get me in trouble for saying that but whatever it's not overt
1: it's not actually that but I think as you watch it, you'll say, "Oh, yeah, I don't, uh-huh, mm-hmm. there might be a little." That's mm-hmm. so interesting. You when you brought in that, that that sort of that subtext because I was reading this article. It's not in our show, but I, it, it was that bewitched had all of these hidden content uh, about uh, for coming out of the closet as a witch and all these references that they're now oh, yeah. well, this- you know,
0: queer queer coding
1: coding for decades exactly. So um, and we
0: also got new. We're getting some new coronavirus guidelines for the people who've been vaccinated, tiptoeing towards regularity. That's got to be exciting for people that are getting vaccines.
1: I'm yeah. That, well, I love that you could, you know, once you all get your, your, your shots, when you get your shots, if you got, it's like we're, we're pets now. Did you get your shots, Emerson? Uh-huh. Uh, is that, but we can, you know, we can gather without mask. If we all are, uh, you know, if we all get our shots yeah so. The uh, so you can gather with
0: a single household. They recommend not with multiple hu- unvaccinated households. They're still like saying, "Be careful! Don't travel unless you have to." But uh, we are edging forward. So, everybody, be patient. Uh, but we're getting there. Now, I don't know when I can get mine.
1: Yeah. Well, you're so beautiful. There. They just uh, the, the 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 young and the beautiful. They're they're last last. Uh, lots of it looks like lots of people. Jared getting first. Rob gets second.
0: Kelly's getting second. I love seeing everybody getting vaccinated. And, know. you know, it's like, oh, it's like, we're getting, we are getting there. We are getting there. Everyone just be patient and hang on a little longer. We're so close. Let's do what we have to. Uh, you know, and, but, and they set, but remember, wear your masks when you're out, you know, around people you don't know the vaccination of other people. So we want to continue to protect each other.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I am seeing a lot of people that are uh, just being assholes here in California, just walking down. The, what really, I, 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 it just irritates me. It irritates me if they don't have a mask, but what irritates me more is that if they have a mask that's under their nose. I, I just want to go and just pop it and just like pop it and like go, that's how it goes. Fuck yep. it. Yep. I do I hold my tongue. I hold my tongue every day. Look, if they hadn't
0: learned in a year, they're not gonna.
1: You know what I do, Emerson? Remember, I do Very yep. passive. I make, I see someone without a mask or their mask on Walk. wall. I make the widest circle. Like you are just typhoid Mary. I am not even getting close to you. And it's, it, it really works. So a lot of them will go, oh, oh. Uh. And do you huff and puff and make dramatic sounds to go with it? Uh-huh. I do like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, <laughs> Oh, I had a manager like that who would just. She hated something in a movie or a play. She'd go, "Oh, I oh, please, no. please." Oh, oh,
0: well, the other big thing that happened. Okay, and we want to hear everybody's thoughts. Uh, is the big Meghan and Harry interview with Oprah?
1: I um. Okay. I'm going to be really honest. I got, I ate it. I had it. I got an edible inside me. I, it somehow got, in someone forced me to eat an edible and it was, nobody was here. It was just me. It, I was about to say, this like someone stuffing this down your throat. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. But it was, uh, I thought it was five milligrams and it was 10 milligrams. So I was going to watch, I thought, okay, I love a good award show. I'm going to watch the critics choice awards. And then I'm going to watch that interview. Well, I woke up as that interview was starting. That award show was three hours long. <laughs> so, so, but um, I couldn't stop watching. I mean, I was like riveted the whole time. And I'm a little, for me, uh, I, I believe, I want to, be- I, I believe them, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I got mad at Megan Kelly for like shaming them for being wealthy and I'm like, well, who are you woman? uh you know you you, like you don't have problems you don't have mental problems and i just don't think anybody would lie about suicide and racism like that it's just did megan kelly
0: say she was lying about suicide
1: oh not so so, oh she went after oprah's interview style she went after the interview and saying that she it's hard to feel sorry for people who are well did she go after the suicide she didn't specifically say that, oh, but I say, but, but but she was she implied that she didn't believe a lot of the interview, and I said, you know, we believed you when you went after Roger Ailes. We believed you, so you just continue to be a racist. I right. mean, she is she is just awful, despicable. Well, let's talk about the actual interview for a
0: minute. The because uh, I found it so smart as well. Like what I absolutely believed the 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 reality of her experience, the racism, the, the obvious comparisons they were able to show between how Kate was treated versus how Megan was treated all the way down to about the avocado. Um, that experience uh, of being a woman who is half black, stepping in, into an institution. And when you step back wider, the people who were shocked that, it, that there's racism in the culture, the commentary in the institution, Colony—the concept of colonialism in an empire that went around the world and 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 sat down on other groups of people, on other cultures, and dominated cultures with their culture. Like that's literally the point of the entire colonial concept of empire building—is one culture is better than another. Like it's built into the institution. So to be shocked, but when she said that somebody made a comment about the color of their baby. You know, (laughs) racism, and then there's, you know, that's like the racism of like, you know, the three teeth people we think of in the South, you know, where we're from, like the worst kind of overt racism, um, all the way down to that experience. And then obviously I personally, I've shared a lot of my mental health journey with everyone on the show for the last year and hearing her describe sitting in the middle of a hurricane unable, not leaving the house for three or four months, but twice, and getting to the point where she said, I need help. I need to go somewhere. And then needing to go somewhere with Harry to not be left alone, pregnant, with suicidal ideation.
1: Yes. I <sighs> not <know. I'm> not <sighs> and that, that was the most heartbreaking part for me where she said, I have to go to that event. And you did. She showed. They showed that picture where you saw how troubled she was. And there were so many parallels with Diana, because of course, we all lived in back in the, I don't know if you did, but I was was like living and breathing all of that. Uh, And it was just, it just was uh, so sad to me. And I thought that he was, he was so amazing uh, of a support system and her for him as well. Um, And somebody, you know, some, one of my friends was going, I just, you know, I don't feel sorry for millionaires. And I'm like, you know what, here's where. I do empathize. I, I think about the fact that how his mother was treated by this same family and how he has had to love his dad publicly, who, who, who was having an affair on his mother before the wedding. I mean, and, and all through the, the, the marriage. And it just, I just said, scratch deeper into the psychology of these people and have some fucking empathy. That's where I was. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, multiple things can be true, right? There is a privilege that, like, they were
0: not worrying about money. The her mental health things were unrelated to that. There are right. also people economically unstable who struggle with uh, with he- mental health issues. Like, there are certainly different levels to dealing with different kinds of issues. And if you're dealing with mental health and worried about where you're living and what you, and w- when your next meal is going to be, that's a very different kind of struggle as well. But that's it really doesn't right. say that the circumstances impacted her in this way. And the, I go back to thinking of, he was a 12 year old boy walking behind his mother's coffin and I loved him for saying for her, if this is what we need to do for you and for us, for our family, bye, we're out. This is a, a, who was a young man, went into combat, had to fight to go into combat in the military in the UK, in spite of his position, Uh, walking away, I thought, they clearly had thought very hard about how they wanted to say things, what they wanted to say. I thought it was interesting where they stopped. You know, that he said, I will never tell you who asked about the, the color of the baby. It was an interesting choice. They worked very hard to put the blame on the institution and give compliments to the queen, which at a certain point is interesting because, like, the institution is her. But that seemed like they were... Trying to also manage their relationships
1: while sharing their story, which was which is kinder than they had to be. Did you hear hear the statement today from the Queen? Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, but, but, you know, Charles has not made a statement. He's uh, well. Yeah. I mean, the,
0: Oprah said that the that the color of the baby comment was not the Queen or Philip.
1: That only leaves sort of Charles and William, and like it's narrowing the field. Yeah. It, no, it, I mean, you know, we can speculate, whatever, but, uh, but I do, I do. I, I, I feel like that Charles is just a dick.
0: <laughs>
1: just a dick. <laughs> also, it was a
0: masterful publicity for the only shot uh, that we saw at their home to be out in the chickens, just being normal people feeding the chickens, no shots of the house, no identifying marks. that think the safety thing is really real. Uh, all right. Well, we rambled here. Let's get some of y'all's thoughts. It made me want some kicker. Ken said, "I've been Team Megan from the beginning." Tony said, "She got out in time." Uh, Brent said, "I believe her." And mad at the firm, I found it very interesting though that they didn't identify like the names of the behind-the-scenes people. You know, because the Queen's not running the publicity, but all, all of us that have watched The Crown know who, who, what those positions are that they left it as like the firm and the institution, not the people doing the work um, was an interesting choice. Blair said it was enlightening. I believe them and it's sad. John, I'm sad about all that stuff. I feel sad for Meghan and Harry, but I think Oprah is the real royalty. I mean, it was a wonderful reminder again of how Oprah is an incredible interviewer, poking just enough, prodding, and then knowing when to back off to continue, and then when to not say anything and let the person move to the next yeah. thought.
1: In my in my estimation, she is only rivaled by the great Barbara Walters. Uh, th- those two are my favorite uh, interviewers, especially of celebrities, and that's that's why it irritated me about fucking Megyn Kale- Kelly. It's just like, shut up.
0: Doug said, not really surprising to me that the royal family holds racist views, kind of the nature of the beast, right? Don't don't we remember
1: when Princess Margaret got in all that trouble for wearing that uh, blackface pin or something? I mean, you know, and didn't think there was anything wrong with that? uh Uh-uh. So, um. Harry said his inheritance is from
0: his mother. Diana initially got them through. He felt she knew he'd need it eventually. That was very interesting that she, as a Spencer, or wherever her money was from, that it was Diana's money. And then Tyler Perry's gracious. I need to know more about them living at Tyler Perry's house and that conversation and how we got there. Yeah. So uh,
1: that
0: was just fascinating. So I thought um, they were thoughtful. I thought they uh, said a lot. I appreciated Megan going out of her way to not disparage Kate, even in the like clarification of who made who would cry that, she, that they worked really hard to not say more than necessary about family members. Um, and really just glad for them that they found a place, the little video Harry showed of them at the beach, that was clearly just that. like cell phone that. video, um, say good for them and wish them the best. And that he and Oprah are working on a mental health series together is very exciting. I would be very excited to see what comes of that. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. All right, well. What we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. And that wasn't specifically, but look, look y'all was big and important and fascinating. I mean, royalty is fascinating. It's so weird. It's just bonkers at a certain point, too. Like you could also just be done with the monarchy. But um, but good news getting there on the over the weekend as well. The Senate passed the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. Although all that effort for bipartisan support and it was purely a 50 49 party line vote, the $1,400 checks under $80,000 income, federal pandemic unemployment funding, aid to state, cities, and tribal governments, school funding, vaccine distribution, and more. But the amendments that happened, I hope y'all watched over the weekend, were a big part of demonstrating how our government is or isn't going to work. You know, Bernie Sanders tried to put the $15 minimum wage on the Senate side to match the side that the House passed. It failed 58 to 42 with seven Democrats and an independent voting against it. This is very demonstrative of how we are going to function and the difficult road we have to passing the Equality Act and various things that are going to need 60 votes. Mm -hmm. Um, We even get on board with the relief bill. And this very horrifying specific thing for our community and what we focus on here That Alabama former football coach, Tony Tommy Tuberville, tried to add an amendment to ban federal funding, to strip federal funding from school programs that include trans girl participants in female sports. Not related, COVID relief bill tried to be transphobic in the amendment process. Now, it went down 49.50, it was co-sponsored by Lindsey Graham, Um, but that is very representative that this issue Bigot conservatives have decided this is the wedge issue they are going to dive for during this administration, headed towards the next election at any and every opportunity. Um, so much so that on Monday, all seven out trans state legislators issued a joint statement, the first of its kind, condemning the vote on the amendment. People that we've talked about here on the show, of course, Danica Room, Sarah McBride in Delaware, Brianna Tatone in Colorado, Stephanie Byers that we all supported in Kansas, Lisa Bunker and Jerry Cannon in New Hampshire and Taylor Small in Vermont. Um, And of course they said that was one of the big reasons we need to push for the Equality Act. But all of those people, think about all the legislations we've talked about in Colorado and various places that are a result of the representation that they all represent. Here they are, uh, these seven, Uh, but in the middle of a relief bill from a pandemic trying to be transphobic. So it continues onward
1: well someone someone from Alabama the other day said well he was a good coach uh, like who yeah but y'all
0: we got to be really real about this you know the filibuster and how it's going to be used all of the things that we want Biden that we want this Democrats thin majority to do minimum wage medicare you know health care reform the Equality Act we're gonna be at this looking at this 5049 vote all year and we have to continuously push our representatives and the ones who like voted against the minimum wage which isn't e- $15 an hour isn't even enough to live on it like that's what it should have been when they first started fighting for it now it's like 23 or 24 that it would require to live above the poverty line it's so little and we couldn't even get there we have to be honest about what it's going to take mm-hmm. to get our representatives to do the work we want them to do
1: Yeah. uh, Yesterday, uh, also uh, in uh, other other uh, government news uh, on International Women's Day, President Biden announced two new orders to promote gender equality with a new White House Gender Policy Council. The first order is focusing on advancing gender uh, equity and equal opportunities for women and girls. The second is focused on reviewing the Department of Education policies to guarantee education free from sexual violence. The order will require the council co-chairs to submit a strategy to address gender policies, programs and budgets across the government. And Biden also recently hired a senior advisor, Reggie Greer uh, for for LGBT uh, plus issues to help aid the administration in its commitment to inclusion, alongside with associate editor of public engagement, who will also advise on LGBTQ plus issues. And I just love that he's getting in there, not just, to, you know, not just waiting for Congress and not and all this as the transphobic bullshit is happening, he's there with those executive orders and said, no, uh-uh, this is who I am. And yeah. I feel feel like he's keeping his promises to us. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, And in nonsense news, I would like you all to meet a city
0: council uh, council member. This is David Alvord, Salt Lake County Councilman. And he wrote on Facebook, just upset at the left and the world we want to build. He said, the left won't be happy until we each have light brown skin exactly alike or else there will remain someone whiter than another. They won't be happy until we are all bisexual or in non-committed relationships. They won't be unhappy until we are as miserable as they are. The post also said the left wants everyone living in the same size residential pod, can't wait until we have no children, hopes the population decline comes close to endangered animals like spotted owl and exotic salamander and that no one smiles or laughs more than another. Well, he deleted it when asked about it and said, I think I could have been more diplomatic. (laughs) <laughs> what I have to challenge is to really consider the end game of the far left. He went on to talk about trans kids and sports. He clarified in a later post, the left I refer to as cancel culture who is being too aggressive and who cancels parlor, Gina Carano, conservative books on Amazon, girl sports, and today, Dr. Seuss. My favorite comment, one of his fellow council colleagues said, so far he's just been a sourpuss. He hasn't contributed a heck of a lot. I don't even know him. He did put out an
1: apology, but you know how that went. I, just, oh, I He I just mean, looks he like someone. The only thing I can say positive, he had a really nice background in that picture.
0: Uh, lovely fall foliage. But I just found it fascinating
1: that he thinks we want
0: all people to be the same. You know, everybody be bisexual. You know, some things about the world he describes sound lovely. Others just aren't true. And then he made us sound all like serious. And then his colleague described him as a sourpuss. And, and he said, We're,
1: we're miserable. miserable. They're describing him as a sourpuss. And they're saying, He he says, We're miserable. Uh huh. And, sir, you can still read other places you'll go
0: as many times as you want. The Dr. Seuss people pulled the books that have some like annoyingly stereotypical racial depictions that are just not, you can still read one fish, two fish, red
1: fish, blue fish. You will be fine. And the cat in the hat. There's, it's okay to read the cat in the hat. Comes back. Uh, <laughs> but just bless him. And, and tell it on yourself. Parlor, the things you're worried about, sir. To quote Kathy Bates in Come Back to the Five and Dime. I'm happy, God damn it. I don't want him to think I'm miserable. Uh, Jared
0: said, when I hear these bigoted GOP members rambling about the future liberals want, I think about Belize's description of heaven and angels in America and their Roy Coyne recoiling in disgust. Jared, I love that so
1: much. And that's so accurate. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Are y'all ready for this? Here we go. uh, Mystic uh, pastor. Well, it's Pastor Stuart Allen Clark of uh, Malden First General, of course, Baptist Church in Missouri, uh, preached first on misogyny in his son, the service. Artist Reagan Williams shared a video of 22 minutes of this sermon. Now, uh, y'all, before I read this, I just want y'all to take a good look at his appearance. Just get a good look. Good look at his appearance. Uh-huh. Here's what
0: he preached. Hold on. Let me get you full screen for your monologue. All
1: right. Give me All a right.
0: Now give your performance Let
1: channel bigotry. Let me just fill my soul with, with misogyny. I really don't think women understand how important it is for a man to have a beautiful woman on his arm. Here's what you want your man to say when he takes you to the Christmas party at the office. My friend may have married a trophy wife, but compared to mine, she doesn't even qualify. Why is it so many times after they get married, they let themselves go? Now, look, I'm not saying every woman can be the epic, the oh, you the epic trophy wife of all time, like Melania Trump. I'm not saying that at all. Most women can't be trophy wives. I don't know, but all I can say is not everybody looks like that. Amen. Not everybody looks like that, but you don't need to look like a butch either. Men want their wives to look good at home and in public. God made men to be drawn to beautiful women. We are made this way. We can't help ourselves. You you can call it juvenile. You can call it immature. You you can call it sexist, but men are going to look. He made us to look. You want him to be looking at you. Don't let yourself go. Oh,
0: that's just brilliant. Now, y'all, the actual video, you can find it on Facebook. It is 22 minutes long. And I, that section I pulled is just from the first three or four minutes. Like the I mean, I part of me almost has to respect that he just said it. You know, like, look, we're going to look. And if you don't look like I think you should look, I'm out. Like, you just said that. You
1: just said it. And you know what he said? Then he said that he doesn't do marital counseling anymore because the first thing that he would say to a woman who asked what she can do for her marriage is weight control. Now, did you see him? It was it, it reminded me a little bit of GW going after Nolita for her weight. And she's yes. like, oh, it's like you're six months pregnant now. I, and not to fat shame anybody, but you can't be telling a woman to lose weight when you look like, you know, you need to get on that men's Weight Watchers or whatever. I mean, um, it
0: was like it was the glee, like the pride he took in his misogyny. That yes. like, I mean, he said women. He basically said women trap a man and then get fat. And yeah, that's yeah. why. They look around. And I did put up these two for you. Y'all, and he's very into the Internet culture. He has the memes. He had visuals on the left is uh, he said, you know, look, this is your wife. If she doesn't look like she did at the wedding, he's going to look away. Now, I included your example. I felt like that this was a better example for our crowd and for my past. For your, for your own personal experience.
1: I just love that. I love that picture so much. And uh, now, now in the good news is he has taken a leave of absence from the church. He did get some pushback for this. I just wonder. I want a picture of his wife because it felt like to me he may have been talking to his own wife. But also,
0: like, can you imagine, like, like the comedy of it aside? This is a pastor standing in front of a church of people saying, "Women, that you are fat is the problem in your marriage." Like the primary problem. People come for marital counseling, and his first response was weight control. And then Hot communication. Not intimacy, not meeting each other's needs, not love languages. When I tell you that I could do so much Christian marriage counseling just from sitting in a pew for something like that I could go through 84 things before I got to like your physical appearance.
1: And and then had to throw in butch. Like it, it did not want a butch. A butch.
0: <laughs> a butch. I know I love a butch. Um but like there are real, real couples, right? Sitting in a church. Taking away from this, like guidance for their lives within the, you know, where he is the religious leader of the people in their building.
1: What about the children? What about the little girls? I mean, you know, it's like it's just so fucked up, y'all. That's why I don't go to church. I don't go to church anymore. (laughs) That's fine. That's That's it. All right.
0: We reached the halfway point of our show. We appreciate you tuning in Uh, while we share what we think is amusing and horrifying in the news and the nonsense of the week. If you want to send us a tip, please do on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. It is in the ticker below. Thank you to Leanne for her contribution to Therapy Hour. Uh, we do love sharing this time with you all. And then this next story, I wanna share with you all, it's happening here in California and I wanna have a discussion about it because I appreciate the intentions behind it, but I'm not sure I agree entirely uh, with how it's landing on the approach. Uh, A new bill has been introduced here in California by Christina Garcia, the chair of the California Legislative Women's Caucus and Evan Lowe, chair of the California Legislative LGBTQ Caucus, two people whose work I greatly admire. This legislation would require retailers with 500 or more employees to maintain undivided areas of its sale floor where the majority of those items being offered are displayed regardless of whether an item has been traditionally marketed for either girls or for boys. Does that make sense? Toys, childcare, clothing, ungendered sales sections. It would also prohibit gendered products, gendering products for kids on sale online if they have a store in California. The bill states, Keeping similar items that are traditionally marketed, either for girls or for boys separated, incorrectly implies that their use by one gender is inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Stores in violation will be subject to a $1,000 fine. Now, Lowe explained, let's just have a kids section. Let's make sure that we remove the kind of stigma, the type of bullying that we still see. He was inspired by Target, which did away with gendered kids section back in 2015, and a staffer's young daughter who was forced to look in the boys' section to find science-related toys. Now, for discussion, I'm curious what everybody thinks, because I want to be really clear that the intent behind this, I think, is amazing. The way that we gender correct and incorrect toys, the way we say clothes are correct or incorrect by the way they're divided, the way we teach children to perform gender is negative when it implies that one is correct or wrong, one is better or than the other. I think the idea behind this is amazing. I don't know that legislating it as illegal for me is the right approach. Like I feel like culturally, that's a place we wanna work to and we can work with our purchasing prior power, but I'm sort of
1: yeah uh,
0: government overreach for a very good reason. But the wrong way to achieve the cultural changes we want to make on what we teach kids about performing uh, gender. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I?
1: How does everybody else feel? Total. I agree with you. in the finding them a thousand dollars. I just uh, well,
0: it's interesting because like they have to have more than five hundred employees, so that means they're a chain store. Like you're oh. talking Kohl's. Target, Walmart, big, you know, it's not your mom and pop shop. So $1,000 to those stores will be symbolic more than anything. So it may be symbolic, a symbolic legislation. But I, I, I think we can go too far in attempting to legislate the mindset changes we want to create rather than doing it through purchasing power or discussions with, you know, Target did it on their own. I just think that, you know, I, I. I, th- I think we can overreach with government by trying to legislate changes uh, in mentality that we would do better to achieve by continuing to force the conversations. Right. Uh, what but everybody, what is everybody else? Rob, yes, I agree. Ken seems a bit much with the fines and all. Tony, let the market decide. You know it's and, and I wanted to ask you all because I'm usually very on the side of look, by hook or by crook, we will drag bigots into the modern era, we will change people's minds through needling and cajoling and lawsuits when when necessary. I just felt like this seemed like a law that would cause more irritation for the wrong reason than achieve a desired goal uh, through the the intent. Uh, Rob said, it's not government to make laws that way. Paul, why can't we just let the kids be kids and pick out the toys they like? And, well, that's, that's no, that's cool. Cool. and that is what they want with this legislation just call it the toy section you know what you know whether the princess castles are next to the binoculars or next to the tonka trucks or next like just let it be toys and I think that is a great thing I don't know that making it illegal to not do that uh, achieves what they really want it
1: to it's so, you know, I was, it made me think of uh, our friend Matt Hayes' little short film, Cognitive, where the, the, the kid is inviting another kid to his party at a, at the skate, and he said he's going to have a pink birthday cake. And it was like, suddenly pink is for girls. It's like we were, we were brought up. I mean, it starts from birth, you know, blue and pink and all of these rules. So yeah. you
0: know and
1: well and al just commented directly
0: to that we may be better served to package toys a bit more neutral for example an easy bake oven for chefs not just girls Yes, got mine. got mine yeah. um i feel like that is uh you know a, a great approach and continuing to push and have those conversations um but yeah so just an interesting thing and i and, and i and i thought a lot about it because they, both of those caucuses here in California do incredible work for women and LGBTQ people. So I just think it's always worth continuing to chat about. Oh, wait, this is important. Kelly asked, where can I watch Cognitive? Is uh, there
1: somewhere? Kelly, I believe it's on Vimeo, but I, I, I will for sure find out and uh, in, in maybe I, I, I'll Google the next, uh, when Emerson has the next story and I'll let you know, we'll put it in the chat room. Um, all right. This I, I kind of like, you know, one of the things y'all don't know about me, but I was a journalism major. And so I always wrote the headlines at Baylor University for the Lariat. And this I thought it was a good headline. Two steps forward, one step back is the name of this story at Brigham Young University in Utah. There's a giant Y on a uh, mountain by the campus. And last week, an unauthorized LGBTQ group, Color the Campus, took it over and lit it with 76 rainbow color flashlights for the school's unofficial rainbow day. How gorgeous is that? Uh, They had it for the first time last year after BYU edited their honor code, appearing to condone same-sex uh, physical intimacy on campus, like hugging and kissing and holding hands. This is where I say there was there were two steps forward there for a second. The university did clarify, though, that same sex affection was still against the rules. So they took out one thing, and then but they they continued to uh, uh, have another another part of this. Uh, 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 in their honor code another part that was uh, absolutely homophobic so as the 40 students walked from the y parked cars uh, they blared of course lady gaga's born this way and uh, katy perry's i kissed a girl uh, uh bradley talbot who organized the event said we're here and we're part of this institution we should have a place at the y uh of the university's actions last year he said that day felt like a betrayal for a lot of lgbtq students it was traumatic so this was a day for us to reclaim that and to try to turn something uh uh, into something positive byu tweeted byu did not authorize the lighting of the y tonight
0: Yeah. I just loved it. Love seeing that. I've been following along the current Baylor students that are working for LGBTQ stuff. So I just love these stories about college students making change.
1: I will. I will. I want to know more about the Baylor students. I'm, I'm going to get involved there because I'm going to start donating to them It's because I don't donate to Baylor anymore. Well, yes.
0: All right. Up next, Sydney Mardi Gras. Gay and lesbian Mardi Gras was this weekend, 36,000 people in attendance because they've managed their pandemic so much better than we have. The parade didn't go through the city, but they had the event on a cricket ground, just no after parties. Well, afterwards, shown here, ABC News reporter Mark Reddy tweeted, walking home with a group of gay guys and a car drives by and the men inside throw cartons of eggs at us. The male occupants laughing as they sped off. Wow. you think some eggs are going to rattle us think again you did not succeed i truly hope you find happiness that is all Uh, he is a reporter and he wrote a story about it saying as a reporter i don't want to be the story but he shared his experience um and saying and asked and other people responded that they saw similar things happen in that area he said it's also sad that homophobia remains in australia when the first Mardi Gras was held in 1978, many of the brave marchers on Oxford Street were beaten up in the cells of Darlinghurst Police Station. He did formally report the incident. Said police treated him with respect and empathy, and they hope CCTV will help catch the attackers. Um, but I was uh, that was so sucks to hear that that was their experience. But Thrilled for the community there that because they've handled the pandemic correctly, they were (laughs) together. We have this photo
1: of you back in the day. Yeah, (laughs) yes. One of the one of the my favorite nights ever was right there. Uh, I've done ecstasy twice in my life and I did a half a tab that, well, I think that, that guy on the left, uh, was, no, the guy on the right was a doctor and, uh, he had some, some pure Molly and I had never done, i had never done it. I thought, well, I'm not in the same country with my kids, so why not? Uh, so I did it and then I danced, you know, uh, shirtless with, with hot guys and listened to, um, Tina Arena. And Kylie Minogue performed that night. It was a crazy great night. And I, then I went off to direct a movie uh, in the Gulf Coast. So uh, I love Mardi Gras. And I didn't find, I, I found so many straight people attended. It was just a beautiful night uh, for me, uh, the, the celebration. So here's another uh, story uh, from Mardi Gras Virgin Australia flew its first Pride flight from uh, Brisbane to um, Brisbane to Sydney before Mardi Gras. Uh, started with 120 passengers and mid-air drag performances, drinks, music, and full pride atmosphere. Uh, this is uh, th- th- this is a couple, uh, Chris Lye, who got on the intercom shortly before the descent into Sydney with a question to his partner Cedric Theory and in this video you will see him reading notes from his phone on the intercom as he says cedric i am the person i am today because of you on my 110th virgin australia flight and my first pride flight i have one question for you and the crowd erupted into cheers as the answer was yes. Uh, Chris explained that he always wanted to propose this way because they both love flying and sky is home for me. This is a perfect flight for me to do the proposal and it made all my dreams come true.
0: I loved it so much and I desperately, you know, I love specifically queer, specifically gay stuff. I want to take a pride flight. That's so thrilling. Like drag queens performing in the aisles with cocktails. That is uh, you can pander. Uh, pride pandering for me works every time, even when I know it's like corporate nonsense. But those, you know, growing up in the days where that first kiss on Dawson's Creek, remembering when we weren't seen anywhere. I just it makes my little gay heart skip down the sidewalk in joy. Um, all right. Also, back to Russia. <laughs>
1: <I'm sorry. laughs>
0: well y'all appreciate both of these Marty gras i'll do the news story dale does the fun story russia i'm gonna do the news story and dale will do the like <gasps> story uh russia's population is expected to decline by 30 million people over the next decade and last week they had a big old conference about what to do about the birth rate the strong family project discussed many proposals including one that would ban polyamorous and bisexual propaganda to defend Christian values. A Russian MP told the news they're trying to corrupt our youth. We've talked many times about the gay propaganda ban that that bars depictions of LGBTQ people. It's been used to shut down pride, target activists, uh, and even monitor students on social media. Well, they want these laws to be even tighter, Uh, and proposed a sweeping ban on any information that offends family values, motherhood, large families, and childhood, banning propaganda related to trans people, tougher penalties for the promotion of non-traditional relations, and a ban on LGBTQ symbols. They have not thought this through, because what they want is to force same-sex attracted people into unhappy marriages to make babies, to raise them in unloving and terribly miserable households, just so their population doesn't decline. Like they didn't think that shit through.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like that's literally it's like pretending like we don't exist. Like the number of people whose experiences were doing what their culture said and marrying someone and having a difficult marriage and how that impacts children instead of being happy. Like they really haven't thought through like you are not gonna save 30 million people by forcing all the pan, poly, bi, trans and gay people to be in unhappy marriages, to make baby
1: factories for you. It's ridiculous. It is, and then there's more Russian news. Uh, uh, Russian priest, uh, it's Alexander Yusoftov was a Orthodox Russian priest until he quit a year and fled to Holland. At the time he wrote an opinion piece for Snob explaining that he had lost his faith. Now he's revealed he's gay and was forced to leave the church, flee the country. His new piece shares the LGBTQ plus activists of the EU helped him escape. He writes, in recent years, I have become the object of persecution by the Metropolitan and his entourage who knew about my orientation. He also said uh, that that he had come out to Metropolitan Mercurius, the head of the, uh, uh, God, I lost my place. The head of the
0: diocese, which he soon came to regret.
1: Yeah, okay, there we go. I found it again. I'm sorry. He continued dropping a bombshell by saying that that he said, gays at a Russian Orthodox church are in a dual situation. On one hand, everybody knows about the existence of the gay lobby and the opportunity to make an easy career after going through the bishop's bed. On the other hand, the most active parishioners of the church are ardent homophobes. Then he told on someone, he said he knew that there was this other priest that was basically sleeping with men and outed him. He didn't like the fact that I was talking with the guys he had an eye on, was jealous. This guy's just like, he's going after him. He began to spread false rumors about me, scared the metropolitan and even uh, right denunciations. I think he was intimidated by the possibility of his own exposure. He was accused of propaganda of opposition ideas and LGBTQ plus campaigning among uh, young people. So that is like that's like a movie of the week. for. I
0: mean, like the idea that a petty gay priest was jealous of this priest. Here he is again to remind you and who he was sleeping with started telling other people. Well, that one's gay. Basically, to get him out of the way so he could sleep with the people that he want to, wanted to, is my understanding, Petty homosexuals at every level will ruin your
1: life. But He what? had to leave
0: I, the country.
1: I, but, but what about the, the, if they want an easier career, they have to go through the bishop's bed? I mean, that is crazy shit. What if the casting cassock is more like
0: it? not a couch get under that cassock and get your like that it's an easy path to just sleep with the bishop to like climb your way to the top I mean this is so much I would I would watch the crap out of this movie
1: yeah me too me too it's a it's a good one where'd, where'd you go I just put I just put, I, I just realized I could actually put something in the
0: um uh oh in the chat yes
1: you just talked i have never been able to do that but look at me now. But I just petty Priest Name up as your name, so anyway, it's all right. Well, yeah, because you're in my account. That's how I see. I see. Well, anyway, I gave them the cognitive. It's uh, on Deku.
0: But I, I I want somebody to write this petty priests. I watch it with the Russian subtitles. Just the scandals. I want to hear about sleeping with the bishop to get uh, to get your promotion. I want to see this one getting his sleeping his way around the. I don't know the. The priest town, and then this other one just watching from the corner, being bitchy and bitter, and then being like, "No, he's a homo. and then he's got to flee all the way to Holland,
1: and then he tried. It's interesting that he tried to do the right thing by coming out to the the you know the head of the diocese, and, and then he just had to he regretted it immediately because it it was like it sounded like to me like there's this unwritten kind of thing going on, and mm-hmm. then he wanted to be forthright, and it all just went to. He, hell in a handbasket. That that heavy. That hell handbasket's
0: awfully heavy these days. Lots of people and things in it.
1: Helen, um, isn't that a drag queen? Hell in a handbasket. Uh huh. Absolutely, it is. There
0: a number even, but I have one. There's one hell in a handbasket I know and love well. Um. All right. This next story comes to us out of Atlanta. I'll put this. Open up that one. This one up uh, for you to see uh alex santiago is the executive director of the i am human foundation in atlanta they focus on creating a safe space for people experiencing homelessness living with hiv and trans youth Well, he went out to buy a billboard in the city to see him to support the inclusion and open support of trans people in the black lives matter discussion he was surprised when the billboard company was so excited to put up the signs they offered him three extra billboards. He got four for the price of one. This is one of them. Three read Black Trans Lives Matter, including the hashtag Stop the Violence and the website for the I Am Human Foundation. I put it down below if you want to look at their work, donate, support their work, IamHumanFoundation.org. Um, and he said the murder of Bianca Muffin Banks in Atlanta happened a week before the first billboard went up. And Alex said he didn't hear about it till he read it on the HRC website.
1: Hmm. So he's aiming
0: for at closer to Atlanta City Hall for his next billboard, he said, because I just feel like nobody cares. He said the billboards have gotten a great, great, great response, so much so that the billboard company is leaving them up. The time that he paid for is already up, but they haven't had anyone else bought the billboard, so they're just going to leave them up till somebody else buys it. So I going to support the work they're doing. I am Human Foundation. Org, and an important conversation he was having in the work they're doing uh, about being sure that specifically trans people were being included in the Black Lives Matter discussion and vocally uh, supported. Obviously, we've seen that a lot in our community, but I think he was talking about the, the wider discussion.
1: Absolutely, uh-huh. wonderful. Well, in um, in uh, we, we, we we can't uh, do the Dylan Emerson show without a Dolly Parton story. And- uh-huh. So Dolly refused a statue, got her vaccine, and now Costa Mesa, right here in our state, of the gay club Strut, has put up a 50-foot by 20-foot mural showing her as a guardian angel of sorts. Owner Luke Nero hired artist David Gilmore to paint it. He said not only is she an icon in the queer community and beyond, but she is truly a model of inclusivity it's my hope that our mural will add positivity and a sense of togetherness while recognizing the contribution of frontline workers um i mean it's amazing like that's
0: a glorious like instagram stop like i will drive to strut one night when the world is reopened just to get my photo with dolly parton Looking over me like my guardian angel,
1: and I love it. It's it's sort of retro early years Dolly too, with the big big wig, which is my favorite Dolly. Where yes. I love that Dolly never tried to, you know, never never tried to say, oh, this is my hair. No, this is just a wig, and um, it's it's so gorgeous. Um, Kendra I thought that was a lovely it, it you really wasn't you know I went to I went to uh, the Queerty, who we get a lot of our stories there to read the entire and I, cause, uh, story and to see the mural and oh these people I, it's like yeah, guys when we go on the, you know we, let's just start with something positive and so say well the artist wasn't very good I mean there was so much negativity and I'm just like so fucking tired of that. So uh, I, I, what a great, beautiful thing that this that that uh, Luke Nero and the artist, David Gilmore. it's a lovely it's lovely. It looks like her. So
0: well, as somebody reminded out, Charlene had Dolly as a guardian angel on designing women. I remember that was such a great appearance. She's played, a, she's
1: played an angel more than once.
0: Do She said that there's that whole movie that we, we almost watched a while back. She's a guardian. She falls from heaven into this man's yard and becomes his guardian angel.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I appreciate what you just said. It's something, you know, I keep, I shared earlier, I'm a little bitey and I could feel it a little bit today in my own mental health journey and where my sensitivity is. I no longer am interested in people's negative opinions about stuff. I, yeah i I stopped a while ago sharing publicly my negative thoughts about stuff if i watch something i don't like i'm just not talking about it rather than like going on and on about why it didn't work for me because also it's just my opinion who cares and i'm not interested in anybody else's now when somebody's like well i hate i'm like "Mm -hmm, i don't i don't care the the intensity with which people express negative
1: emotions about stuff that does not matter to their personal life being an asshole, just stop fucking being an asshole behind your computer. And you know, and I, I loved all this. I love that Dolly is just so relevant, and she just keeps giving and doing, and 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 using her her name and her brand to to bring goodness to the world. I mean, I, I think I've said this before, but uh, I, I, I've been so honored to meet a lot of celebrities in my career and she is truly that was that had to be the most nerve-wracking meeting of my life was when I got that call from my agent to go meet Dolly Parton to talk about a series and no. she she's exactly who she is I mean it, there's no difference there's just no. she's just who she is what you no. see Dolly Parton yep and
0: I'm trying to live like that now like I'm trying to grow out of like the snarky nonsense and because we only have so much time in a day and you can either put positive energy into something you love or negative energy into something you don't but it's like and that is a choice every time it is a choice to support that show that artist that musician that drag queen that thing that project that company that organization you can do so many positive things but the energy you spend talking about that thing you don't like that show you hated that movie that didn't work for you. It is a choice all day, every day. And I just, I don't have it in me anymore to feed that side of it. I just don't.
1: Well, I used to say in my show, I said, if you're offended, that's your choice. And, and sometimes we, we make the right choice to be offended. I think that that's valid. But we do, yeah. have, we do have choices. And, and it's just that why it says so much about you when you just pick, 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 pick. Yeah. And
0: also like, I've, after the year we've had issues that really matter equality people's mm-hmm. issues income people's health care how that affects politics that's all real and worth really investing significant emotional energy in achievement and change whether or not you do or don't like a movie or some episode of television or somebody's song it's just it's worth like ew, that wasn't for me but it is not worth i hate that person or that thing it's just
1: oh. yeah. not yeah and and, and people mind they're you know people see a lot of things that are posted about
0: them.
1: Yeah, save it for your group texts. What's Uh, up?
0: I said save it for your group
1: texts. There you go.
0: Um, We do appreciate you all tuning in and sharing with us. Thank you again to Leanne and to John and Bob Bielenberg for your tip contributions. If you waited till the end of the show and want to give in the offering plate, you can tip us on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores productions at gmail.com we appreciate y'all tuning in we do (laughs) always and it's It's only it's Tuesday
1: and I have to thank you And I have to always say this no matter how you're feeling or we're feeling and when we're down when we come in here I always feel better after I leave so thank you
0: I do too you know I took my shower I shaved my face I tuned in uh, we do appreciate you all. And a great reminder, as Leanne just posted and several other people commented, our dear friend Debbie Holiday is going to sing at 6 p.m. Pacific on her Facebook page, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's a pay what you can. Y'all go tune into to Debbie. That will lift your spirits and your soul far more than this. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Um, and we'll be back on Friday with more. We love you guys. Y'all have a good rest of your week. We'll see you soon.